Welcome back to It's That Deep Podcast with Dr. Aaron Moore Stovall. One topic that is receiving a lot of um, discussion, which I think is wonderful and, um, and is making an impact on a lot of change, positive change in underserved communities and in the community or in the world in general is the idea or concept of emotional intelligence or EQ, emotional quotient. Um, It's one of those conversations and topics that is simple yet um, takes a lifetime to master. So today I definitely want to get into emotional intelligence and how it is helping me personally and how it's and how it is helping me work with my clients. Um, This is one of the primary topics I go to when starting with a new patient and beginning to help them understand what they are feeling and understanding that it is okay to start to focus on how you are feeling and what you are feeling in different moments. Um, And it's funny because while I just said that I had a feeling because I was just thinking about something else that I needed to, that I really shouldn't be thinking about right now, but it just came up. And so even in that time, I can say being focused is important. And that's a, a part of emotional intelligence, understanding when you're kind of thinking of something else and you need to be focused in the moment. So there you go. What is emotional intelligence? Um, My understanding of emotional intelligence is understanding your emotions and how they impact your life and understanding, and by doing that, understanding others' emotions and how they are impacting their interaction with you and others in their world and your world. So being on being able to, for example, say, if my girlfriend or my wife has a long day at work and they come and she comes home and says, hey, why are you always sitting around when I come home or why isn't there any food made because you came home before me and she's saying it in a let's say aggressive manner or a manner that is uh, conflicting emotional intelligence will tell me okay I'm assuming she had a long day at work possibly Uh, maybe there was a situation on the way home that bothered 
her or maybe something that happened a few days ago that is still on her mind so emotional intelligence tells me don't immediately react to my wife and say hey who are you yelling at instead say what's up what's going on everything okay now of course that might still lead to yeah everything's okay why are you not getting done the stuff you need to get done around the house why aren't you cooking helping i want somebody to cook for me sometimes dang and you still might have to say okay i understand okay um let me see what we can do let's let's cook something up let me cook what do you want what do you what are you hungry for i don't know okay so of course that might go on for a while but again Emotional intelligence would say, let me not react back in a um, conflicting manner just because I know something else is probably on her mind, causing her to have, you know, or be easily annoyed or irritable with me in that moment. So The first concept or idea with emotional intelligence that we, that I go through is how good are you doing with um, observing how you feel throughout the day? This is often challenging. Because um, we're always on the go, especially if you are uh, working, if you're in college, you're in school, um, you have multiple responsibilities that you have to tend to throughout the day. Maybe you have to get your tires changed, oil changed, you still have to go get a new license, you have to renew your insurance, Uh, maybe you have to have somebody come over and fix the plumbing, and we haven't even talked about getting to work, this is all on the way to work, you're thinking about all of this, all of these things, and we still haven't even talked about the children needing to do certain things and have these things done, so there are several aspects of life that are going on at the same time. When do we have time to really observe our emotions and our feelings? It, that, that's a challenge. And it's something that we have to say, okay, are we going to be good at that all the time? No, but is that something we can put in our, um, I would say at this time, in the back of our mind to remember to do? Absolutely. So, What can we do to start paying attention to our emotions? Um, Pay attention to how we are responding to others in, in moments that aren't as chaotic. So when things are a little bit more relaxed, say, okay, let me, let me just pay attention to how I'm feeling right now in this moment. Am I, am I happy or am I bored? Or am I anxious? Or am I thinking about the future? Just start asking yourself that. And it's a good practice, especially for me, 
I like to practice thinking of my emotions and where my emotional state is at when I am in a less stressful state of mind because I know once things ramp up or I do have a moment that's a little bit more chaotic, I'm not going to be thinking about how I'm feeling in that moment. I'm going to be thinking about probably surviving or making sure I'm, I have the edge in a moment that might be a little stressful, chaotic, so to speak. So um, notice your physical sensations. Now, I don't do as good with this, but I know it's important. So whenever I do have a moment, I do try to think about it. Like if I have a headache throughout the day and I know I'm drinking enough water, which is usually not the case. I usually need to drink more water. I'll say, okay, um, if I'm drinking enough water, if I took my vitamins, if I ate something and I'm still having a little bit of a tension headache or I'm having soreness in my shoulders and my neck, or I'm having muscle pain that just will not go away. That's usually a time for me to say, I'm probably locked into an emotional state of usually it's worry. Usually it's um, feeling like uh, a lack of faith, so to speak. And yeah, that is when I'm like, okay, let me snap out of this. Let me see what I can do to snap out of this. Let me see if I need to do more to actively engage in resolving an issue that I'm thinking about right now. If I'm thinking about constantly uh, needing to get my brakes fixed, let me just go get it done this week and make it a priority and not hold it off, push it away or say, let me wait or it doesn't need to be changed this week. No, let me just do it because obviously that's causing more anxiety than I need to deal with in that moment. Um, so yeah, next thing is, and it kind of ties into focusing on your actual feelings is focusing on your behavior after or during moments when you're focusing on your feelings. Are you responding to people in a calm way? Or are you reacting? Or are you isolating? For me, I have become, (laughs) as I've grown older, I've noticed that isolation is much easier for me. And I've also noticed that's not the healthiest for me. So, what I do um, when I notice that I start to isolate or I want to isolate, it's usually time for me to go to the gym. And the gym is a great place to be in a community setting. Um, And I'll go to a, I go to a Muay Thai gym or a kickboxing gym. And that really helps me feel better. Um, I go to church too, but sometimes, 
in a setting like church, a lot of people have a lot of, I should say, people in church typically have a lot on their mind. So it's not always the best for me to feel like I am in a community. And I I know that's ironic because, you know, some churches, yes. Actually, let me take that all the way back. I'll take that all the way back. I do have a church home that I feel like I am very much in a community. So I take that all the way back. I I don't know. I was thinking more of um, churches I've been to in the past when you're searching for that church home. So yes, I definitely suggest finding a church, but I would say don't just go to church for church sake. Find a church that actually gives you that feeling, that community feeling that aligns with um, your spirit and it feeds you. So, and yes, that's a way to connect. Um, Let's see, what else? Yeah. That's good. I think that that that's a good way to to put it. Another thing that comes up with emotional intelligence is taking responsibility for your feelings and your emotions. Now, for some, this is a simple and easy concept because maybe someone in your family has emphasized these ideas since you were a child or you have understood these ideas as a child which is if I'm feeling upset or I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling down or I'm angry it's because of me it's not because of somebody at school made me feel this way somebody at home or my brother made me mad or um now there are there is no black and white with these concepts. Let me let me preface that because there are always nuances and situations where um a feeling that you have is strongly motivated or strongly uh, something else can definitely be a catalyst, a strong catalyst meaning Something can be the vinegar to the bacon soda for sure and and create a feeling of um, anger, frustration, anxiety. Let's be clear. But at the very end of the day, the emotions you feel are still your responsibility. Um, And so whether you are ready to move on from something, you want to hold on to it, you want to feel it and completely hold that feeling for as long as you want to feel that's that's up to you um so this concept is something that if you're not really taught this or someone is someone isn't constantly reminding you that hey take responsibility for your feelings take 100 responsibility for your feelings this is a concept that is very challenging and it's very deep i mean in deep and complex so this is something that when i introduce it to someone that has never had this idea or discussed this before 
I go slow with this idea and I don't, you know, try to ram it. I don't want to say down your throat. Okay, that's not the... I try not to beat it over... Okay, we don't want to say that either. Uh, force it upon someone. Um, because you can lose someone with this idea. Someone that is willing to grow and learn. You can really push someone away with the idea of, hey, take full responsibility for your feelings and emotions, especially if this is not a concept that they are familiar with or comfortable with in that time. So you have to take it slow and bring it up, talk about it a little bit, bring it up, talk about it a little bit and um, get their ideas on it and their perspective on it. And I've always heard that there are three tiers in life. Um, Those that are wealthy, whether it's financially, spiritually, however you want to put it, we'll just use these terms for the sake of conversation. Those that are wealthy take 100% responsibility for their life. And so that always puts them in a position to control how they want their life to go. Those that are middle class blame half of their life on others and, bl- and, and take half responsibility. So it puts them in the middle. So some things they feel they can't control and then some things they feel they can control. And so that creates a middle ground for them. And then at the bottom or the lower, the lowest class, or again, doesn't mean money it just means spiritually whatever however you want to look at it uh, mentally spiritually um, aesthetics you get it at the lowest class they blame 100 so they're never in a position to change any part of their life and so even for myself whenever i'm in a position where i have an opportunity to blame And better believe there's times where it gets easy to say, yo, hold on. I, but you have to say, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know, I know. If you want to 100% take responsibility and change it, then, you know, you have to release blame and no matter what, say, okay, so how, How am I going to change this situation? How am I going to make the changes necessary to make those changes? And that's not, it's simple, simple concept, but again, it takes a lifetime to master. And these are also, this, this one right here, this specific concept is one that doesn't always go over easy with most, but once you do master it, you notice that your life changes in, in many ways. Uh, for myself, I definitely noticed that owning my happiness and may, and keeping it in all situations is way easier when I take full responsibility for my emotions, for my actions, for where I'm at in life. And it also has relinquished any unforgiveness that I've had. So I'm, it's, I forgive, I've forgiven everyone because I've realized, you know, 
it was me anyways that needed to do what I needed to do to get where I needed to get to and accomplish or feel how I feel, whatever. Next thing is questioning your own opinions and beliefs. So clearly for emotional intelligence, specifically, we must do our best to question our own opinions and beliefs. Why? Um, A lot of our own opinions and beliefs are not our own. A lot of times we have opinions and beliefs based on um, family, friends, childhood events, survival, news media, uh, social media, magazines, your favorite movies. Yeah, you get it. TV, the likes. So... And we have to understand that these opinions and beliefs are definitely steering a large majority of our life. And, and uh, like, uh, like the book, Psycho Cybernetics, a ship without a rudder. So a lot of times the rudder on the ship is our opinions and beliefs that we have formed. And guess what? A lot of them aren't even our own. Some could be, um, you know, this religion is not good because all everybody in this religion are judgmental. That's, that's an opinion. This religion is good because, you know, everybody in it helps and saves. That's an opinion. Um, Everybody is supportive in this thing. So this school going to college is is such, such and such because it will lead to a career, this, that and the third. Okay, yeah, there's there's aspects of it. And then shoot, we know that there is definitely a catch 22 with that for anybody with student loans. And shouts out to everybody who had scholarships because, again, taking full responsibility for my actions. If you were able to stay focused and get those scholarships while you were in high school, man, you are amazing. Sidebar, I got to talk about this. Sometimes people get life faster than others. Can, Can we talk about it? Sometimes people just understand the importance of life at an early age and they focus at an early age and I'm so impressed by that because I it took me time I didn't get life early and I look back on my some of my friends that had jobs and cars at 14 15 16 and paying their own car insurance and had their own place hooey who we I salute you because you are amazing. So sidebar, some people get life fast and sometimes it takes life to smack you around like it did me. 
before you start to understand aspects of it and, and appreciate it and respect it with the utmost and taking full responsibility. Um, so yes, back to questioning your own beliefs. So a lot of times what I have seen with clients is they have beliefs that I'm no good. I'm not smart. I don't, I don't like myself. I'm not uh, worthy of love. And so one thing we always work on is where is that belief or opinion coming from? Is that something you've developed on your own or is that coming from somewhere else? And a lot of times, especially young people, they don't know. They'll say, I don't know. I just know I don't. So we always have to work on that. Like, let's figure out where this is coming from or let's at least start to say, hey, let's switch that up. Let's start retraining the brain um, by saying, I am smart. I am kind. I am loving. I am amazing, whatever. And we start to work on that just to retrain the brand. And clearly in the beginning, they're like, "Ah, I don't even believe all that. And it's like, yeah, I know. But that's why we say it over and over and over. Because like the saying says, faith comes by hearing over and over and over and over. Just like the advertisers know. People who are in advertising, they know. What do you got to do? You got to tell that person that that thing over and over and they'll believe it over time. They'll believe that they need to go to Starbucks to wake up or they'll believe that they need to go to the mall to feel better or go to Mickey D's to get a, a tea whatever. You get the point. And that's from talking about it and saying it over and over and over again. So initially, when I work with young people and they're and they're kind of resistant to positive self-talk and that whole idea i tell them hey faith comes by hearing so we have to say it over and over again and you'll get it you'll start to believe it soon but of course they don't until about a month or two in and next thing you know their grades are going up and they can say it now strong i'm smart i'm loving i'm caring exactly but in the beginning it's not that way so um question your own beliefs and the last thing i'll say on this to end it off is we also want to be aware that someone might be controlling our thoughts and controlling our brain. So if you're having thoughts that are anything other than I'm smart, I'm amazing, I'm fun, I'm kind, I'm loving, I take 100% 100% responsibility for my actions, uh, I care about others, I love all people. If you have any other thought other than things that promote Um, a positive trajectory or an upward trajectory for your life, anything other than that, you really need to question it and figure out who's controlling your brain, who's in your brain, because it's not you. Because inherently, let's be clear, we all want love. We all want to be happy. We all want to care about 
those around us. That's what we want. Now, this life experience and different things that happen to us over time change that or kind of skew our ideas and beliefs. Sure. But we know inherently humans have a, a, a strong desire to live. And a part of that living is feeling in love, feeling happy, feeling excited, feeling oneness, feeling community, feeling cared for, feeling acknowledged, feeling valid, validated, the whole nine. So uh, we'll end with that. That's part one to be continued with emotional intelligence. Okay. Thank you for listening.